Kawhi alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. What do you get when you cross a crow with a toaster? An <laughs> undefeated champion, y'all. <laughs> Let that one sink in a little bit for you folks that, while I keep rolling. That's a good this riddle. Is, this is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, North North Conference champion, Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I'm your host, John, and that is... Uh, across from me is the only undefeated PA announcer in the MPSO North Conference, the Nate Morales. Nate, how you living, man? A little birdie told me that today's your 47th birthday. Is that true? <laughs> no, it's my birthday, but I'm not 47. <laughs> I'm much younger. <laughs> I don't. 27. 20, 27. 27. I'm 20. The, I'm 17 years old. The microphone puts on 20 years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, I'm not 47. <laughs> but uh, it is my birthday, man, and uh, unlike last year, I got a pretty decent present, uh, and it is the Crows winning the title and going undefeated, so I'm happy. Yes, I mean, we're all, I think we're all happy, except for the people who just d- dislike us. They still can't deny that we have happiness, they just don't agree with it. Yeah. Uh, but on this week's show, it's going to be a short one, kind of, but uh, it'll be oh so sweet. We'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll pick what's uh, left of Dakota Fusion out of our cleats after stomping them into the turf this past weekend. Uh, up in Moorhead, not in Fargo. Uh, interesting. Uh, as noted, we are actually legit undefeated. And it's not like a joke t-shirt undefeated. You can look this shit up on the internet. It's totally true. So uh, we'll bask in that glory and talk about any implications. And as you may have also heard, that secured us a number one seed in the MPSL Midwest playoffs so we'll talk about that and then we'll finish up with a little world cup talk for some dessert yeah so nate nate let's light this campfire down some summits some old granddad and get the show on the road john uh i could not make that trip to dakota last weekend but my twitter machine was blowing up during the match thanks to the goal fest that was going on up there (laughs) i'm really sad i missed it why don't you tell us a little bit about what was going on did your phone die of all the because you had Twitter up and it just? I did. <laughs> Some, sometimes I have to mute the because I have it all on like every notification from the game yeah. day feed will pop up and sometimes it's just like oh man, this is a lot going on. I can't yeah. keep up. I, I'm the same way sometimes, uh, but yeah. So um, I mean, man, the only way to describe this one it, it was a goal fast, like you noted, and the guys who traveled up there deserve 90 minutes of their lives back on top of the three points they secured because it was just kind of like a wash. Wow! Like it, like it, it happened, and we got we got our points, went undefeated. Um, but other than that, it was kind of just like a waste of time for some of those guys. It seemed like. Uh, but before we dive in, and uh, I have to get my on my soapbox for a minute here. I want to tell the players of the MPSL North Conference that I'm ashamed with most of you. Um, you are grown ass dudes. You make a commitment to a team and you see it out. Uh, I, you know, I've been on lots of winning teams in my playing days. I've been very fortunate, but I've also been on some teams that took like some total shots to the chin each week in, uh, in and out. And Nate, I've never decided that I would not travel or 
even just turn up for games towards the end of, the, of a bad season with my teammates, like what happened with VSLT and then what happened in Dakota with them only having 12 players at home. I, I just expect more from the from a national conference like this than, I, than, than we're seeing. You know, I know there's unforeseen circumstances um, here and there, but when my team turns up, they're ready to fight. And fight they did. It, it, we're going to go over the roster here, and you'll see we didn't turn up with a a, a cupcake squad because <laughs> we, had, we had something to play for, man. And, and it was kind of the culmination of our of the goals we set out in the beginning of the year. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But the starting lineup for the game was Matt Elder in goal, AO, Max, Kent, Miles, uh, Norville, and Mark Haight in the back line. We had Steve alongside of Chuck in the center midfield. And we had Will Kidd making his uh, – his start at the number 10 role in the center midfield. Then oh. we had uh, the return of Brandon McGarity uh, up top from his long injury delay. And he was flanked by Justin Oliver and CQ on the wings. And then our bench equally as strong. You might think the, I mean, it, on some teams, this is, these guys start, you have Troy Luwegi, uh, our, uh, our backup goalie. You had Nick Hines, Abdallah, ba, Trey, Whitney, and U 23 call up Ipsa Hamid. So, Again, Nate, a strong squad. Like we weren't coming up there with like every member of the U twenty threes. Whitney's healthy enough team, to play in in a in the substitution capacity. Yeah, exactly. So that's good to know. So unlike some teams that could barely field teams in, uh, across the, the whole entire conference and even across the country, to be honest. Yeah, in this uh, last you saw week, a lot of, you saw a lot of lopsided victories in this last week because mm-hmm. guys just gave up, and I think that's shitty. Um, but anyways, enough of that. So Dakota showed up, like I mentioned, with twelve dudes at home, and I feel bad <laughs> that they had. A, I know I feel bad that they had a, that, that they had twelve only twelve turned up, but as you can see, we sent the full team. Uh, it wasn't soft, and we wanted to embarrass them again, like we did at home. And I do know that they did have some injury issues, um, but they also had like fifteen guys turn over on their roster. Uh, a club representative noted. So I mean, I get it, but still, like, come on, man. Like, 12 players in your last game, like, you could have found some guys you could have brought in that were on your roster, deep on your roster, um, or some starters that, that should have sh- showed up for that. But we also found out that 2017 Golden Ball winner Jane Johnson, who we featured last week uh, for not being involved in the last games, actually really since June 6th, um, he's been out with a serious knee injury. So that, that makes sense on why he wasn't there. Um, for a majority of the end of the season and uh, you know a, a player of that quality you never wish that on, on, no. on anyone but a, a player like him you know you wish him a, a full recovery you were chatting anyway, with, you were chatting with the club rep talking about kind of like you said 15 guys have dropped off this team since is he just on the sidelines just with his head in his hands like what are you gonna what are you gonna do like <laughs> how bad do you feel for this guy and uh and is this is this kind of a one-off issue for Dakota or did you feel like it was indicative of how this team is is has been run in the off season. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of go back. I, I don't know, honestly. I, I don't know how they're run or you know how other teams. I know how some teams are run in our in our our league, but by and large, you know, if you look at our history in the past, yeah, we've showed up to some games with like eleven to thirteen players, but that was because of unforeseen issues and not because people quit. Yeah. So and and we're talking like end of seasons where we. You know, outside of this year, I think we we disappointed. We 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 underachieved. So I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> I really huh. don't. Um, but 
First half was dominated by the Crows. Shots coming in from the left and the right and the center. Guys beating defenders off the dribble. One, 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 two passing. Long balls that were successful. Bouts of short passing and tons of possession. But really only resulted in two penalty kicks. Um, then we had a, uh, they were both converted by Brandon McGarity and then the second by Justin Oliver, who actually missed his penalty kick. The the fusion goalie saved it, but some jackal waltzed right into the box for the fusion during his run up, and that's a no no where I come from and where <laughs> anyone comes from. Um, so he got to take it again and he buried it. So uh, I don't know what that guy was thinking, but anyways, they were up two nothing. The rest of the half was just lots of fusion goal kicks and city possession, and then halftime whistle came. Oh, so that feels good. Wait, so this guy, so everyone's lined up. Justin's going to take the penalty, and the guy's just not paying attention. And kind of wanders into the goal area. Or did he make a, an early run to like break to the goal for to get to any rebound, or what was? Yeah, it, the latter. So oh, okay. he was like he was like three steps behind Justin as he was making his run up. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Um, and then of course they protested, like you know what the what the what's the ref thinking? And you're like, well, the ref was doing his job. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. That's crazy. Yeah, you can't do that. So, so anyways, good first half, but it didn't feel like the blowout that it ended up as. It's like, oh, we're up 2 nothing on penalties. Here we go. We can. We got this. Right. So the second half, um, the Crows knew their final goal of the season that we, we kind of put out there. So number one was finish top of our conference. Number two was win the supporter, the supporter shield, whatever it's called, for the champion of Minnesota. And uh, it then finally, um, you know, obviously qualify for playoffs automatically if you win the conference. But finally, was really locking that undefeated season. So, um, and it was kind of set already, you know, having those two goals. Uh, but, you know, we talked about it in the in the past week uh, or past couple weeks. Really, ever since we had that draw, Eris, um, we we talked about it then where we have to be less Minnesota nice and more like ruthless when it comes to playing some competition that that isn't giving us their best effort yep and 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 fighting fighting us back um and really go for that jugular and and i and that's exactly what we did and and i you know i know that that's something that that the coaching staff really kind of hit home was like let's just lock this up and 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 put the pedal down so we have good momentum going into the playoffs so a couple, I mean, I could I could kind of go into detail, but I'm gonna kind of hit it at a high level here. Troy comes in for Elder, so we make a goal a goalkeeping switch, and he makes his first appearance um, as a, a full MPSL player. Uh, McGarity scores his second goal off of uh, Justin Oliver cross. Then Trey comes in for Max, which is great to see um, Trey out there. I know he's had some injury problems and then um, had some personal things he was sorting out towards the end of the season. So great to see him back. Uh, McGarity then turns returns the favor to Oliver and sets him up for his second goal. Um, then Oliver comes right back and feeds the beast again, and he sets up McGarity for his hat trick. Um, Which <laughs> is... Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back from injury, bro. Not a bad way to come back. <laughs> yeah. Casual hat trick. Yep. Um, then we see Abdallah come on for, for Siku. Um, Justin Oliver knots another one. Will Kidd gets into the party. Ibsa um, comes in for Steve. Um Hines comes in from McGarity on a curtain call, basically, which moves Abdallah Ba to center midfield with uh, Chuck out to the left wing, um, and then uh, Nick Hines took the took the opposite wing, uh, and then Oliver went up top. Then uh, we finally see, uh, you know, like I mentioned, Chuck sets up Oliver for his hat trick. So the first for him with the club. So congratulations to Justin. Yes, yes. Um, and also uh, the first time we've ever had two hat tricks in one match as a club, uh, and that wasn't even against Eris. Yeah. So, 
Uh, so awesome. That's another one for the record books this year. Um, then to cap it off, uh, we had a classic Chazzle Dazzle step over coming yes. in from the outside, and then he just rips in a nice a nice goal for the for the final goal of the game. Whistle blows. We get out of town with mission accomplished, and we get set up for the postseason life, Nate. Yeah, man, living that postseason life. You know it feels good. I think. <laughs> you know what's funny? If you want to see hat tricks, friends, you can go see Minnesota United and hope for one over the span of. Uh, two seasons, or you can just uh, hang out with City and see three in one year. Uh, didn't we have more than that? I don't... Timmy? We yeah. had Timmy? D- yeah, so that's four. Because we had Whitney. T- Whitney, Timmy, uh, Oliver, and McGarity. Yes, yeah, yeah. so we had four. <laughs> and, we only pl- and we only play 14 games. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what's the local soccer you want to see if you want to see goals? I'll tell right. you what. Us! And with that, Minneapolis finishes the season firmly atop the NPSL North with a record of 10 wins, zero losses, and four draws. That is undefeated, friends. Uh, It's great to say, and it's a great record for the team to hang their hats on, but it means a lot more than that. First of all, the last win against Dakota Fusion clinched us that number one seed in the NPSL Midwest playoffs. And we're going to get to those details in a bit. But secondly, in a benefit that's a little more relatable because uh, we've lived through not enjoying this benefit over the last couple of years, that outright division win earns us an automatic bid into the U.S. Open Cup, right, John? Yes, it does. So that means that we skip the qualifying in the fall, that we went through all the rigmarole, going to Aurora, getting the game in Kansas canceled, traveling all the way to Rochester, F all of that. F the, the the scrambling for a roster building while all of our guys are at college. Forget all that hard training in the wintertime. Forget the travel. Forget the expenses that qualifying brings. Um, this is quite the boon to not have to worry about any of that and start the cup with potentially some heavy hitters back, back from or maybe even released from college duties in next May. Yeah, I'll totally agree, Nate, but... Although it's much nicer on our pocketbooks to not have to travel to three away games just to sniff the socks of the teams that got the automatic bids. Um, (laughs) But we actually did use that Open Cup cycle to introduce new quality talent to our player pool. And now we kind of don't have that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not worried that we don't have that. Actually, I I know for a fact that there's interest because my inbox pretty much since the second half of the season has been flooded with quality players who want to play for city um, and, and how they get involved in doing that. But let's take a look at who we've gained into the murder over the last two open cup qualifying cycles. Martin Brown, Whitney Brown, Chuck, Miles Stockman, Willis, Miles Norville, Nick Hutton, Siku trained with us a, a bit during that cycle last year after he came in from the open tryout. Josh Paris, who is is uh, a dynamic winger from the U23 squad, he was actually injured, but he did train with us, um, you know, and, and would have been on the roster if, if he hadn't been injured. And I get to coach it, so it's a little sad for me. Uh, but I'm still way happier we don't have to, to do what we had to do in the past. Yeah, you know, that's something I hadn't even thought of, that like the that fall cycle of trying to refill the roster, find quality talent, find guys who are dedicated. Um, really what that does for the team is it builds, an, it, or at least it rebuilds that core group of, of players mm-hmm. that learn to rely on themselves during difficult times. Um, so that is kind of a concern. I could see that, that as guys go back to college, as the team separates for an extended period of time, how well do they gel back together in May? How quickly can they do that? And how how can they 
rediscover their winning ways once the U.S. Open Cup cycle begins anew. Well, I mean, honestly, Nate, since basically September, we've had that core group. You know, we've been joking now we call it the Brotherhood, but it really was. Yeah. You know, we, we've had them playing together since, since September. And then it, we go through that cycle. December hits. We have our, our open combine for college players back from the holidays. And then we basically pick our pick our remaining members of the team there. And then this year, obviously, the supplemental U23 team. And then we're training. So that that is, it was really valuable for us yeah, in, in what, what, what made us a champion, I believe. And we won't have it this year. It doesn't mean we won't be doing something together, but we won't be qualifying for the Open Cup together. But last thing, Nate, I, I do want to say now that we are done with the regular season, and, and in my mind, anything on top of the division title and being undefeated is gravy at this point, in my opinion. Um, but I'd like to say a few thank yous and congrats uh, are in order to some of the teams. <laughs> first off, dear Sioux Falls Thunder, thank you so much for drawing us in our first game. It really, I believe, gave us the you know the defibrillator electric shock to the heart that we really needed to get our shit together and to really put serious emphasis on all of our games that move forward. Uh, and then finally, congratulations and uh, you're welcome. Uh, so congrats on the zero zero draw that uh, gave you your only points of the of the season, and as a result, um, you're you're welcome, Eris, because that draw made not only us still finish at the top of the table, but it it really made you move from the last place team in the country for at 98 to move up to 94. Yes! So, congratulations. Uh, and to Med City, Duluth, Twin Stars, VSLT, Fusion, and all the haters out there that try to make fun of us for, for not beating Eris, um, you can all, you know... Y- really hang your hat on the fact that you got your asses smoked by a team that dropped draws to both second to last and last place teams in our conference. So there's that. Hey, you know what, John, you can't win them all. Um, (laughs) But at least you don't have to lose any of them. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, So what does this number one seed mean when we can, and what can we expect as the playoffs kick off this weekend across the country? The NPSL playoffs are already in full swing. A lot of Western and Southern conference playoff games have already been played. um, But we here in the Midwest and out East, they haven't really, they haven't really quite begun yet. So we finished the season with two point, what? 2.4286 points a game. And that just edges out Ann Arbor's two point four one six seven that's amazing that it has to go down that close that right. that gives us the number one seed over them that seeding is going to make a difference because it lines us up to play the winner of the number five versus the number six seeded game which happens on saturday that is duluth fc versus grand rapids fc while ann arbor is awaiting to face the uh the winner of tomorrow night friday night's game the erie commodores versus cleveland SC. What are the implications there, John? Is it? Do you think it's better for us to be uh, to line up against a team like Duluth or Grand Rapids rather than Erie and Cleveland? Well, I mean, out, outside of Duluth, who we we kind of know what we're going to expect. You know, I, I think it it's kind of a trap game for us because we've seen them now. That'll be the third time we've seen them. Yeah, and they know what to expect from us. We know what to expect from them. So. I kind of feel like we're we're in a little bit more of a pole position because they have to face a very good Grand Rapids team. That, but on the flip side, they have that Grand Rapids team. Despite how good they are, they have to travel a pretty long distance away for one game. Uh, so, 
you know, it's kind of a, a coin toss there. I'm just glad we don't have to face Ann Arbor or either Erie or Cleveland in the, in our first our first game to to get to the semifinals of the of the, um, of, of the region. Yeah. So we're gonna do a deeper scouting dive next week into any future adversaries we might have, such as definitely Ann Arbor, and then whoever whoever wins out of those Erie and Cleveland and Duluth and Grand Rapids games. Um, but what is what is John your ideal path? to a Midwest championship for Minneapolis City. Well, it would have been us hosting the Final Four. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, there were some some definite uh, minimum and, and uh, we'll call them maximum requirements that we just could not fulfill. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Shane Battier from Duke basketball fame is one of the um, – the members of the ownership group for the Ann Arbor team. I what? don't know why. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know how it works out. But uh, did he have like, that Shane? Bat- did he land in Detroit professionally and like retire there? Or that could be. I mean, he played for the Pistons, so oh, maybe. weird. Um, but I, I, honestly, I don't know. Um, but his influx of cash into uh, into them uh, put together a stronger bid. So I think to answer weird. your question, I, I really wish we would have um, would been able to host. Which would have been easier for us because we haven't lost at home, uh, really, or or, or at all, <laughs> yeah, or at all. Um, but I think my, my ideal pathway would be would be to try to get try to avoid Ann Arbor mm-hmm. um, and and face a team that's that's not as rested in either Erie or Cleveland. All, all three of those teams are are good, um, but we have to take care of business uh, against the winner of Duluth and Grand Rapids first. Yeah. So while they ended up with that number two seed. You have to think that Ann Arbor is this team to watch out for, John. Uh, you are correct. They finished the season with an incredible .3 goals allowed per game. They gave up one goal in a victory against FC Columbus, um, one goal in an inexplicable draw against the Milwaukee Torrent, but hey, it happens to the best of us, and they gave up two <laughs> goals in a loss to fellow playoff team Grand Rapids. That's four goals given up all season. That is it. This sounds kind of like the real deal. Yeah, they are the real deal. I mean, that that draw against basically the Sioux Falls Thunder of their division in Milwaukee Torrent was one that was definitely not expected. I mean, FC Columbus um, nicking a goal against them is as you would expect. And then, like I mentioned, Grand Rapids is, is also a quality team. So those you would expect. But they also uh, are without a uh, their best defender um i forget what the guy's name is but he is um, a u21 cameroonian international so um what he's doing playing in ann arbor no clue but um not having him still doesn't you know gloss over the fact that they are they're really good at not giving up goals mm-hmm. and we're really good at scoring goals so it, it seems like the ideal matchup on paper for the casual npsl fan yeah could it's gonna be a good show but um Remember, man, it's a whole, like you said, it's a whole, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You got guys that are out, uh, guys that might not be, may, might not be traveling, guys that might not perform. Uh, the playoffs, it's a whole new season, baby. So upsets, really upsets are already happening, happening across the country. You really never know what's going to come our way. I think one of the upsets that I saw today as I was looking through everything is um, one of the power teams, like the number six power oh, team, that junior Lone Star FC lost. Yep. Uh, in overtime, the Midland Odessa Soccers, uh, S-O-C-K-E-R-S, still a stupid name for a soccer team. Um, their power ranked number 12. They lost Miami well, FC. They, oh, they featured ahead. in the final last year against Erie. Midland Odessa? Yeah. 
Yeah, the, from the Lone Star Conference, they got knocked out. Um, so there's a lot of teams that are already going down all across the country. So who knows what could happen? Who knows, right. man? We could luck uh, out. Let me correct myself. They actually featured against Elm City, who oh, yeah. lost. Who lost? Um, I believe four to two against the Cosmos in overtime. Yeah, which is another thing. Like the Cosmos, let's not let's not forget the fact, Cosmos, that you're a professional soccer team. <laughs> yeah, Cosmos and Miami FC two are both basically N- yeah. NASL teams playing playing down in the NPSL, which is pretty whack. So um, hopefully. Hopefully someone can upset them and, and deny them any sort of national recognition for 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 playing down. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, anyways. playoffs. <laughs> hey, more playoff talk is coming next week. Make sure to stay glued to your streams this weekend as Erie takes on FC Cleveland Friday night at seven p.m. Uh, that that's a potential a future matchup for for us a couple rounds down the road. And of course, Duluth FC is going to welcome Grand Rapids this Saturday, also at seven at Public Schools Field. I'm sure. So if you guys want to, if anyone wants to make a trip up to Duluth and see what Grand Rapids has to has to offer, that could be a good weekend. I think so too. I mean, I've watched so much soccer since like, I don't know, August, <laughs> last <laughs> August, not this August, but la- like this last August that, uh, what's, what's, what's another few weekends, right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? So we will be brief, um, with our next segment here, unless you're a total Todd, you must know that we're down to two teams fighting for the honor of being the best soccer country in the world for the next four years. The World Cup final is this weekend, folks, and we see France and Croatia make it through the semis. Uh, really four quality teams, all European teams, which was uh, definitely uh, not a first, but very rare. Yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> We also find out that Nate knows fuck all about picking teams this year. Uh, do you do you care to explain yourself? Nate? I can't explain myself, man. I can't explain myself. I was going for I was going. You know what? I expected excitement and dynamism to carry the day, and instead, what happens is a bunch of old ass Croats decide decide to 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 play some defense and uh, and and strike on the counter, man. I don't know uh, who. Who can predict things, right? It's soccer. That's what you always say. Hey, that's soccer, yeah. right? Right. Yeah, soccer. It's it's a gift and it's also a bitch. So, <laughs> but but somewhere in it, somewhere in the world is is our old friend Ante Cop, which is like passed out in a gutter from drinking all you day, know it. celebrating, with just cheeseburger stains all over his t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> or his his 1994 Croatian jersey. That's right. Um, but anyway, so the the first matchup was Croatia versus England. Um, turns out, Nate, it's not coming home. Uh, the only thing that's coming home is a disappointed team after they basically throw in the towel in the third place game. But there was much fanfare in England and lots of support all over the world, really, um, because once in a blue moon now, England's doing things at an international level. Um, but, you know, insert the prices right, like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> it, it, <coughs> it all ended. I think that they totally fell apart. They I came out of the they, gate so strong, but yeah, you're right. Just could they, not could not attack after that. Was, I mean, they did. I think the insertion of Rashford for Sterling, uh, who was was having his best game of the World Cup, I thought was they were pushing Croatia, but like they just absorbed the punches. Very much a Rocky Balboa, Ivan Drago <laughs> situation yeah. where every punch that England threw at Croatia, Croatia just kept coming back, and um, you know. I mean, I felt that we talked about it that 
Croatia was really the best overall team in the World Cup. Uh, and it, it took that. It's really what they, it needed to, to beat, um, you know, to beat England. And, um, you know, they were they were a team that only for the second time in, in the modern era of the World Cup won three straight knockout games in overtime and or penalties and or. And, you know, that's impressive. Especially for an have... older team, right? Average age is kind of creeping up into the 30s. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, so I mean, these guys put the work in, and they they believe in themselves, and I think that they have a very much like we did this year, a very much like, all right, we know you're gonna hate us, or you're not, you're gonna be against us, so we're just gonna go out and do our thing, and that they did, Nate. So maybe they still have uh, a a couple uh, a couple pints left in the tank to to take on France, who faced Belgium on the other side, and we saw Belgium basically completely fall apart. Uh, and uh, we also saw Mbappe, the, the Mbappe show, um, and, and really show everyone why club club soccer around the world wants a piece of this guy mm-hmm. for how good he is at the age of 19. I actually saw on Twitter someone said if Mbappe was American, he'd be finishing his redshirt year at Creighton. <laughs> 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 Which is totally true. Is, yeah. um, and like hoping so, to get picked up by the Orlando Pride or something. Right, yeah, he'd be he'd be uh, you know a number one draft pick mm-hmm. sitting the bench on an MLS team or something. So, but anyways, Nate, uh, what last words on the cup or or maybe why don't you dive into I mean, who you got in the what's, final? What's the point anymore, John? Uh, you know, I thought it's been a pretty exciting cup for a neutral. Uh, I didn't really have any team that I was hanging my hat on from the beginning, which is good. Would have been nicer to see a few more upsets uh, beyond Russia. You know, it was nice that Argentina lost. It was nice that Spain Sweden. that Spain bombed out. Sweden was good. I like, you Korea, know, I Korea mean, beating Germany. That was cool, right? But I think like the Cinderella story really wasn't there beyond this Croatia team, which is fine. Um, it's just hard to connect with uh, throughout the course of the World Cup, as there are so many people kind of that like yourself that keep diving in and saying this team's actually really good. No, this 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 isn't a sleeper. This is a good team. So it's hard to it, mm-hmm. anyway, hard to find that kind of narrative for a neutral. But otherwise. It's been a super exciting World Cup. I think going to this final, this is gonna jinx, this is this is gonna jinx it, right? But when you look at what Fran- what England was lacking against Croatia, it was that that dynamism, that speed, that um, I don't know that that thing that France really showed off against Belgium. And I think France could France France their youth, their speed, and the the preci- their precise attacks could really hurt Croatia. I don't know if Croatia can do it, but I guess that's what I said last time, you know, after after playing so long for so many games. So basically Croatia's going to win. Croatia's going to win it all, right? I just jinxed it. Yeah, right. Well, I think it, in in your take, I I am still going to I'm going to stick with Croatia because I'm going to You think Lovren and, and Vita can can absorb the likes of Mbappe? Well, I mean, I, maybe they can, maybe they can't, but I'm not going to change my my prediction up after we got into the knockout round. Yeah. Um but I mean, basically, I think it's going to go down to uh, an Golo Conte versus Luka Modric battle. I really do. I do think, and then Rakitic, you know, trying to lock in Pogba. Yeah. So, Good luck. I mean, I think, yeah, right, exactly. But I, I have another question for you, Nate. So, mm-hmm. what team from this World Cup that that qualified um, are you looking forward to seeing in the next World Cup cycle? Oh As man. they get another, they get another four years more experience coming off of this World Cup. Yeah, the that's, hard-hitting questions, folks. That's tough because <laughs> that's tough because the the narrative out of this World Cup is a lot of these teams are aging out, right? Like Uruguay 
aging out. Cavani and Suarez might not be in the next one. Uh, Argentina aging out. Uh, I, I would say, John, I want to see what happens with Spain as they get this full turnover and you get the young guys like Asensio coming up um, and kind of displacing um, some of the guys like Iniesta and Costa as starters. What happens in four years in Spain could either be the rebirth of Spanish football or the complete death of it. So my take on this is I really am interested in seeing what Argentina does. Because if you look at what they did in the last two World Cups, and even in the Gold Cup when they got blown out by, um, by um, Col- uh, not Colombia Chile? in the final, Chile in the final, mm-hmm. um, and then Chile doesn't even qualify. Right. Um, but they, you saw a team that had arguably one of the best players ever in Messi, and you saw they really weren't built to his strengths to win soccer games. And it was really like, hopefully he takes over and we have a couple other good guys that can, can pick up the pieces, but they didn't have like a full team effort. And so I'm interested in seeing like one, like why Dybala didn't play a lot in the world cup is interesting to me because they, they, they threw in some youth into that squad, but they're like you said, they're, they're aging out like anyone, mm-hmm. but can Dybala and whoever comes in to coach this team, because that guy for sure is getting fired if he hasn't been already. Um, <laughs> uh, like, what are they going to do? Are, are they going to do more of like what Croatia did and, and build a team dynamic to, to go into the next World Cup? Or are they going to try to insert Dybala as the next thing for, for them as a country? So they're my team to, to kind of look, look at. And then, you know, people who didn't qualify really would like to see what the Dutch and what the Americans do. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and Chile. Right, and Chile. Um, and then my last question, is it true that you totally suck at making predictions since you won our ad agency fantasy EPL league? Four yeah, years ago? that was pretty much it. That was the, uh, that was the highest point I ever, I ever got, uh, this, and I did win, uh, my, my EPL fantasy this year again too, but otherwise I'm garbage at this world cup thing, uh, clearly. <laughs> so I, should, I have no excuse for myself, man. <laughs> Yeah, you really should just stick with uh, the club soccer. Yeah, team. stick with week to week online analysis and what you know, <laughs> rather than worrying about a bunch of a uh, bunch of games that mean more than anything ever in these guys' lives. All right, so <laughs> that is all for this week's show. It's a quick one, but we uh, we needed to put put something in your ears for the week. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, Summit Brewing. It is summer. It's hot as f out, and what better brew to kick back on the porch or on the lake or in your cold ass basement? not sweating than a Keller Pills. Hey, it is hailed as in 2016 as the number two Pilsner in the world by Paste Magazine. Uh, it is that good. They should have probably named it Killer Pills. Summit, a more meaningful brew since 1986. Hey, why not? Support Minneapolis City with membership. We still got playoffs, baby. For only $65, you get a vote and a say in the direction of local soccer, uh, as well as uh, a pass to any remaining city matches this summer, including U23 and a few potential maybe home-friendly matches that could hinge on some other things. Plus, you get a classy membership scarf. Go on over to MPLSCitySC.com and jump on that NPSL North winning bandwagon right now. Fun fact, Nate, I'm actually coaching the U23s this weekend against the Milwaukee Bavarian U23s in that the is Wisconsin fun. Dells. That's, oh, so, you're going to love that. 
Yeah, so any of you listeners who want to continue to ride this city wave, uh, the the rookery, as we've called them, actually just beat Granite City of the UPSL uh, yesterday mm. and, uh, and, and and now only have one loss on their record uh, this season outside of Minnesota United <laughs> uh, when they lost uh, one nothing on a penalty to the Bug Eaters away. So, they're looking uh, good. Hopefully, yeah, they're looking good, and uh, I get a chance to be at the helm because uh, both <laughs> – Matt and um, and Ryan, the the two coaches, are uh, are off doing other things. So, come to the Dells, four p.m. kickoff at uh, at, at Dells or in the Dells um, at the um, uh, Woodside Sports Complex. Uh, check out Twitter for more information, or uh, head on over to to mplscitysc.com for information on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, and if they don't make it to the game, at least we know they can find you at Cruz and Chubby starting at about nine p.m. Right. No, I'm I'm driving. Oh, okay. (laughs) If giving back to the community means a lot to people, maybe it's time they give back to the club that gives back. Uh, Minneapolis (laughs) Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that provides a safe, reliable, and fun environment for young people to play this beautiful game. you got to find us all summer playing with kids in parks and community centers all around the city. And make sure you consider that tax-deductible donation to a true city-focused organization. Send us mail. Oh, man. We got mail. We forgot all about it. It is easy. Hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch or through email at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. We'll make sure to answer the mail that we got next week. Shoot! All questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, hit up the club on Twitter at MPLSCitySC. That is all for this week. Once again, we're going to leave you with the house MC, Miles Stockman-Willis, a.k.a. Malaise, with the track for all of you called Loco. I am Nate. That is John. Hey, thanks a lot for all the listeners, uh, to all the listeners for rocking out with us throughout this hashtag undefeated season. Heads up on the playoffs this weekend. We will talk to you next week. We got hooked. Got a lot of the ball lately. Yep. Balling on them like, like a ball bearing. Uh-huh. Solo local pulling hair. Crazy. What? Run the show like I ran. Aaron soon start going ball. Maybe what? people stand with that brum. Wearing. Yep. Wanna make uh, you a star, baby. Chromosome yep. to the perfect parent. She way more than alright. Bad bitch in her genotype. Damn right, I'm tryna pipe. Only ride if the settles right. So high that settle like Goosebumps from the linen. Goosebumps cause she's sinning. Baddie, touch her hips. That's hitting. Drop the tape like I'm finished. I should live in Finland. Couple homies speak Finnish. Pen to drug, penicillin. My pocket pissing this villain. My inner drive at the ceiling. Despicable how I'm feeling. Millions like minions. Raps star slash rap star built a team support not far they bring the whole pr if only a sliver in my health bar underdog the way i come back overcast make them run left in the club raining cats and dogs where the fuck the umbrellas at No, I got the juice. Got a big head, need a wider noose. Yes. Can't feel my face, still it's kinda loose. Feel it. Been the truth, not it approved. Not a chain look like glitter glue. Glitter. Other chain got a darker hue. You. Take a cruise, tip the whole crew. All whole fridge yeah. from yeah. Whole Foods. Yeah. I'm rock hard, stoned offline. Stone. First time that she rock climb. First. Treat me like some rock candy. Nasty. Now she wants a rock wine. Well worded with a slight slang. Boss. She the same cause her tongue rang. Throw shade when she sunbathed. Ooh. 50 bands with my 
hard hand. Just some G's and G events. She feels chilling. We just venting, speaking French and hailing French. She's trying to get the dream eventually, even if it takes a century. I don't want to be a Benji. Decree to leave the gentry. People starving, truckers, Bentley money. We agreed to and we pat down for the entry. Each assembly, what? If they don't want us, then fuck it, they're lost. Team on my back, I still carry the cross. Buy what I like, care less about the cards. Writing with diamonds, I'm like Robert Frost. Life is a movie, the scene is just saw. You at the dentist, I'll leave you in awe. Tell you what it is, laid on the law. Flicking you off while I'm rolling the raw.